welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are, of course, your host, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from lovely, hotter than you know what, Austin, Texas. Uh, <laughs> lovely high temperature today of what, Julie, 104? <laughs> yes, something like that. Once it goes past 100, it really doesn't matter anymore. It's just hot. That's right. <laughs> Those of you who are experiencing a hot summer, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, it's not so bad when winter rolls around because it doesn't get so cold. But this time of year, let's just say Julie and I have an opportunity to stay in the office and get a lot of work done. That's right. <laughs> so, exactly. Julie, the top, Julie's topic today, she prepared this actually a week or so ago, and I thought this was a fantastic topic to present to you guys today, is the introvert's guide to being a real estate rock star 15 points that will transform you. So I'm going to tell you guys why I think this is such a great topic. Because Julie is actually, and I am actually, according to DISC, we're both introverts. So our very nature is like at least half of you, where your, your natural tendency is to be an introvert, not an extrovert. So a little interesting paradigm shift for all of you. The belief is that you have to be an extrovert to be successful, or at least it's easier to be a salesperson if you're extroverted. And you know what? That's true. If you're naturally somebody who's an extrovert, it is going to be easier, uh, generally speaking, for you to talk to strangers, for you to be somebody who's good at networking, for you to do a lot of the sales stuff. But that doesn't preclude introverts like Julia and myself and many of you from being wildly successful as well. So what we're going to do is for those of you who've been maybe – using your introverted nature as your excuse not to be as successful as you otherwise could be, we're going to walk you guys through the next couple of radio shows why that is absolute bunk and why, frankly, you can be as wildly successful as you choose to be. And, dare I say, being an introvert actually gives you, maybe in many cases, an advantage over all the extroverted salespeople. So it's a huge paradigm shift for some of you. Um, and I want to do a quick shout-out, of course. Thanks for making us – I just got our numbers in today. Thanks for making us continually the number one listen-to real estate radio show, um, I believe, in America, maybe even the world. I don't know. I mean, we've been doing this, this show now for a couple of years, and our continued success is, frankly, because of you guys. A lot of you go out of your way to share the radio show with others, and I sincerely appreciate it. And also, it was interesting. We were talking about Inman Select yesterday on the radio show, and a few of you emailed me, like five or six of you emailed me afterwards saying that you actually didn't even know about Inman Select. I'm kind of surprised, to be honest with you. If you're not yet an Inman Select subscriber, you will frankly are missing some of the best real estate information as far as news that's out there. You definitely want to be tuning into that. Um, a lot of people ask us, you know, at least since the last seven or eight years, Julie and I have been very good at kind of predicting the bends in the road as far as the real estate market. We're the first in the country to start, you know, telling you guys to learn how to do short sales, first uh, teaching you guys how to go after REOs. I mean, this was way back in, you know, the, the, the pits of the recession, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of us, that's where we met a lot of you originally. Well, our heart and soul is truly with real estate coaching, not just with distressed. We learned distressed uh, stuff as we sold real estate, just like many of you had to learn distressed stuff as you sold real estate. 
But here's the reality. Here's the simple fact. If you want to know where I, frankly, get a lot of uh, my insight as far as what the next turn in the road is going to be for real estate, it's definitely Inman Select. There's a few other things I read, too, but I'll definitely go to Inman to learn about whatever, uh, like, innovations are coming down the, uh, the road as far as technology enhancements, things that will help you guys learn how to make money. And it's also kind of fun to see, you know, it's always interesting every time somebody comes out with something that resembles a new CRM, how they, you know, claim it's a big innovation. And I, I would say sometimes there's little innovative things in their product, but I've yet to see a really big, huge uh, idea. But when it does come around down the road, you guys will learn about it when I do, when you're Inman Select members. So if you've not yet subscribed to that, you definitely want to. So, Julie, let's just go ahead and jump in our uh, into our topic. I'm really excited about this. And, and uh, you know, again, the reason this stuff is uh, fun to present is because so many people believe, and I believe we're holding themselves back with this belief, that you have to be an extrovert to be a successful salesperson. So without any further delay, Ms. Julie? All right, you got it. So again, the introvert's guide to being a real estate rock star. So the myth is exactly what you just said, Tim, that you've got to be a real people person to be successful in real estate. You've got to be gregarious, outgoing, socially comfortable, normally, naturally, to really be great at this and make a lot of money. Well, the fact is some of the highest level top producers in the country are self-proclaimed introverts. So let's start with a little quick definition. If you're not sure what you are naturally, just ask yourself what you'd do if you had no appointments this weekend, no worries in the world, only time to spend doing something of your choice. Do you choose to spend it with friends and family? Is that your first thought? Or do you choose to spend the time by yourself? Or maybe with your spouse or significant other? What would your plans actually be? Would it go with other people? You know, then you're an extrovert. By yourself, then you're an introvert. If you go directly to Facebook to see what party's happening nearby, you're an extrovert. If you go to a best book list and you decide that you're going to get caught up, you're an introvert. Introverts recharge through solitude. Extroverts do not. So now you can decide which you are. Now, many people have an introverted side, a more extroverted side, but everybody tends one way to, uh, or the other. So here's the thing, Tim, and I love this list. Would it surprise you to know that all of these famous people and successful people are introverts. So here's a very interesting mixed list. Emma Watson, you know, she was uh, from Harry Potter, Hermione, right, who now has a lot of modeling contracts and that sort of thing. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, Bill Gates, Christina Aguilera, of all people, Warren Buffett, Michael Jordan, Albert Einstein, Gwyneth Paltrow, Harrison Ford, and even David Letterman. Introverts. So the fact is, introverts can be very powerful speakers, salespeople, entertainers, entrepreneurs, and great leaders. So how do they do it? Well, there's a great book out by an author, Susan Cain. She wrote, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Her TED Talk is one of the most popular TED Talks ever. According to her, no one is actually 100% introvert or extrovert, but you've probably got a good mix or a sway one way or the other. But society has long rewarded the more outgoing, attention-grabbing types and ostracized the introverted. Ms. Kane, the author of that book, says that's okay. It's actually beneficial to be yourself. Don't try to force yourself into being the quintessential driver personality. And we see this a lot with coaching clients. Don't force yourself to do that if it's not you. That doesn't mean you won't be successful. So now that you're ready to embrace your introverted temperament, Let's see how you can navigate more easily in the fast-paced, often aggressive world of real estate. So let's jump into these points. And again, as always, I like to give you some things that you can use and adopt and adapt 
so that you can work on this personally. So you might want to start writing down some of these points. Number one, be confident in who you are. The more comfortable you are in your own skin, the more criticism will cease to affect you. And people will continue to criticize you for not being gregarious enough. You're not outgoing enough. This is a people business. You know, brokers say that to agents sometimes. Office managers will say that. Team leaders will say that. And when I was reading the excerpt of this book, she pointed out that she had been coaching some um, you know, industry leaders in, in different things, CEOs of different companies, who actually said, now that they had read about this, there were so many people that they had written off because they were introverts. So the criticism will not stop, but the more confident you are, the less it will bother you. So decide that this is going to stop bugging you. Uh, point number two, use scripts that don't sound like scripts. And as a coach, I've done this for many, many, many coaching calls many, many years, and this works really well with our introverted friends. Use scripts that don't sound like scripts. Know your stuff cold. Remember, knowledge is confidence, ignorance is fear. Knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. Introverts tend also to be perfectionists, thus they're less likely to speak up if they don't feel what they're saying is correct or right or accurate. So polish your speaking. Here's a secret. The FORD, F-O-R-D, memory jogger is your best friend. FORD stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, and Dreams. These are great icebreaker ice topics. It puts the focus on who you're talking to and off of yourself. That makes it so much easier to have conversations. Another hey, thing that – yeah, Julie, go ahead. Julie, mm -hmm. For Ford, you know, I know that when we shared that in the past, that's been a real epiphany for a lot of people. Can you walk them through a practical way to use what you just said? Like, so say somebody identifies themselves as an introvert, and mm -hmm. let's say they have to go into a networking situation where mm. they're full of room, a room full of people, and they're just that's not their thing. They're just uncomfortable, you know, in that environment. Like they had to talk themselves into going in the first place. That's right. You know, the, the other types that head right to the bar just to go slightly inebriated <laughs> so, they can, so they're not so well, uncomfortable. That might help. Okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. So with, with those folks, walk them through exactly, because you're the master at this, honestly. I mean, you know, Julie is more introvert. Julie is naturally, guys, very introverted. True or false, Jules? That's absolutely true. Yeah. And so you have had to learn, as a lot of these guys mm -hmm. are learning. I mean, we've been married for 24 years. So, I mean, I knew you back when you in your 20s, and you were really introverted. And you mm -hmm. had to kind of learn through coaching, obviously, learn through being a successful salesperson, learn through building a couple of businesses, learn through all these processes. You had sure. to learn how not to be so introverted. And one of the things I know that when you first discovered Ford, it's a conversation format, basically, that that was a huge turning point for you, correct? It was, absolutely. It's, it just makes life so much easier. And I, I think probably I now do it subconsciously as a habit. You do. And yep, that takes you you know, practice and use. But, so again, Ford, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. So let's say that you're at a networking event. And maybe it's mostly people you don't know. So you can introduce yourself. If it's appropriate to wear your real estate name tag, I always recommend that you do that because then people will approach you and ask you how's real estate, which I also lovingly call reverse prospecting, forcing you to actually not be a secret agent anymore. So that's a sideline. But family, a good family question. Gosh, uh, so your name is Tim, right? Okay, great. So, you know, I just moved here. How long have you been here? Is your, did you grow up here? Is your family here? That sort of family question. Now, if you maybe know them a little bit better, let's say you're just starting to call past clients, and you know they've got two little kids. 
So how are Bobby and Susie? I hear school goes back next week. That's a family question. So it's not so much a script as it is a reminder of a conversation topic. Everyone has family, so that's an easy question. Occupation. So uh, where do you work? You might say, I'm in real estate. What is it that you do? Okay, then they talk about their job. And again, if it's a past client, last time I spoke with you, you were working over at ABC Corporation. How is life over at ABC? Okay, now keep in mind, this is all questions. Questions cause conversation. You're not going around making statements like some of you think you're supposed to, to do. I'm in real estate. When do you plan on moving? Okay, that's probably way too direct for most of you. And by the way, it doesn't get a great response. So where is it that you work again? Okay, now occupation works brilliantly because then they're going to ask you, what do you do? And now you can easily talk about real estate without feeling like some kind of freakish salesperson. I'm telling you, Ford is golden, so memorize it. So and the other thing that, yeah. yeah. Well, if in conversation, and doesn't mm -hmm. usually, honestly, if you ask enough family questions, uh, pretty much that encapsulates most initial mm -hmm. conversations with people. <laughs> uh, but if you do go on to talk about occupation, the O and Ford, well, then at that point you've probably talked to this person for you know maybe ten or fifteen minutes, and maybe it's you know that's maybe the length of a conversation, right? Yeah. But the, but the R is where you talk about recreation, and the D is talk about dreams. So, like where we live, people might talk about boating, or they might talk about mountain biking, and they might talk Barbecue about whatever. For sure. whatever. But the the thing that right barbecue for damn sure right yeah, yeah dreams my dream is my the ultimate barbecue biggest smoker so, yeah that's right so but here's the moral of the story the key to making all this work and Julie said this is spending most of the time asking questions and dig in not to the point where you feel like you're interrogating them but the the magic with questions especially when you're avoiding talking about yourself is that they will remember you fondly. And the reason is, is because most people, when they're talking with you, their only focus is to get the conversation back on them so they can talk about mm -hmm. themselves. So notice that, guys. When you go out into the public and you just start talking with people, you'll notice that there will be the usual polite exchange of, hello, how do you do? And then without even a blink of an eye, they're going to want to start talking about themselves, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, not ugly, mm -hmm. beautiful, whatever, whatever. So make sure that when you're talking with people, that you leave yourself in a position where you're the one asking the questions. Why? Because then they're going to subconsciously remember you in a very favorable light because of the fact that you are showing sincere interest in them and not just doing what normal people do, with, which is flipping the conversation back to talking back to about themselves. themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So watch the personal use of pronouns. Watch the I. Watch the things like that. And, and just, you know, this is a practice thing. It'll feel awkward at first. It'll feel overly mechanical at first. That's okay. But then you'll get down your conversation pattern and you'll quickly figure out that, you know, you can have these brief inter uh, exchanges with strangers and it'll leave a very positive memory of you with them because you showed sincere interest in them. Uh, Julie and I have studied, and we've read tons and tons of books about what that little magic it thing is. You know, you've heard sometimes people being described as having that it factor, the magic when they walked into the room, you know, all the attention went to them. Okay, so what is it? what are the qualities that make up a person that has that intangible thing? The number one thing is their ability to listen and ask questions. And then there's a lot of other things. But the number one thing is absolutely that they are engaged in conversations that are uh, basically focused on asking questions and showing sincere interest in the person they're talking to. 
That's absolutely so like right. A lot of you, yeah. our business is growing quickly. I mean, matter of fact, since the beginning of the year, we have added between coaches and salespeople over 50 people. And one of the <laughs> constant challenges we have is, like you, communication. So how do we all keep in contact with each other? We have actually upgraded our entire systems to VTech phones. Now, I personally was very fearful of getting into the whole, you know, figuring out what phone system to use. And I was very tempted to even do what a lot of you are probably doing, just say, well, the heck with it, I'm just going to go with the cell phone and use that for everything. But unfortunately, cell phones have a lot of limited use. The drop calls, the receptions, the audio quality, all that good stuff. That's the reason that we are looking for a really great solution, and we went with VTech phones. And now the wonderful thing about VTech phones, and I'm going to give you guys some more specific, specific information about that now, is that they're just so easy to use. They're just plug and play. You don't need an IT guy. You don't need to call out you know, your phone guy. It's simple. It's an elegant solution that all of you need to seriously consider, whether it's just you and an assistant, or it's you and your in your team, or frankly, the VTech four line small business phone system might even be perfect if you are working out of your house and use it as your home phone. VTech's new four line small business phone system is the perfect solution for small business owners that need to install a phone system that has the qualities and features that they have previously only been available for companies with bigger budgets. The new system is the most affordable and easy to install four line system on the market. The four line small business phone system components include the main console and the optional of expandable cordless desk sets, cordless accessory handsets, cordless headsets, and speaker phones, allowing the system to grow alongside a business up to 10 Extensions. The VTech four-line small business phone system components are available in stores and online at Office Depot, Office Max, and Staples, as well as online at vtechphones.com. All right. So, Julie, next point. Next point is number three. Recharge your mental, emotional, and spiritual batteries daily. What makes you tick? Introverts are rejuvenated by quiet, dedicated time to themselves. This can be a walk meditating, biking, or just reading for 20 minutes. Refill the cup. And Tim, I just had a, a memory flash in my head as I was pre-reading that to myself. And, uh, you know, I was at a real estate seminar, and a friend of mine, we were, it was after lunch, and I said, well, where are you off to? And she said, you know, I'm really not great being around crowds. I'm going to take 20 minutes in my room by myself before I come back to the event. And I thought that was interesting. And she said, you know, I, on purpose, I get my own room. I never share a room. I just have a little break where I can get myself back together and feel like I can take the afternoon worth of seminar. So that was really good self-coaching. So recharge your mental, emotional, and spiritual batteries daily. Just recognize that that's important for introverts and do something about it. So point number four, and I think this is really critical, act as if you're an extrovert without losing yourself. So who do you know who has, a positive and, has positive and outgoing traits and is well-respected? Begin to blend your natural inward tendencies with a few other traits to add to your versatility. This isn't to say that you should be fake. In fact, you might find you actually have some latent outgoing traits yourself. But it's easier to look at someone else that you admire and simply act as if you have some of their traits versus trying to manufacture them and reinvent the wheel. So research conducted by uh, Dr. John Zelensky, he's an associate professor of psychology, has found that introverts who act like extroverts, for example, being more sociable, talkative, energetic, enthusiastic than they normally are, they see their happiness increase. This is likely due to the positive feedback they receive, but also by knowing that they're getting more comfortable around other outgoing types. 
So yes, we want you to embrace yourself, but also work on getting some other traits going. Now, if you're a natural extrovert, you should be doing the same thing. Our extroverts, sometimes we coach them that they've got to take a breath and think about what they're doing so they can get better results, almost like the opposite coaching. So here's a secret. The wealthiest real estate professionals, in fact, the wealthiest salespeople in general, are not just introverts or extroverts. They're actually versatile. They've worked on this. They've studied it. They've adapted it over time. Now, keep people like Christina Aguilera and Johnny Depp in mind. Do they seem like introverts to you? I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think not. So watch an interview with either of them sometime, and you'll understand versatility because they're not in person the way you think based on their work. Well, so, you know, Julie, it's worth, yeah. it's worth mentioning right there that one of the other things mm -hmm. that introverts need to embrace uh, are mm -hmm. scripts. So let's let's just bring yeah, this back sure. in, and let's you know, we're going to share with you guys some uh, what we've learned from having done literally at this point really a crazy number of coaching calls. I mean, literally over 100,000 between Julie and I, and of course all of our coaches. And Okay, so let's just assume that for the sake of this radio show that we know what the heck we're talking about. So here's what we found. If, if, right? So if you were to ask Julie and I, who is the perfect coaching student, right? I would imagine that most of you would say somebody who is naturally extroverted, somebody who is naturally a people mm -hmm. person who is this, that way, and the other. And I would actually disagree. Now, had we... When Julie and I started coaching originally back in the late 90s, I would have probably agreed with you. But now having all the experience that we do, introverts, oddly enough, actually often make the best coaching clients. Why? Because they operate off schedules, because they embrace scripts, because they want to have a very – they want to have a proven system that will work in all situations. So when you're hearing Julie talk about these introverts that have become wildly successful, you know, she's using celebrities and whatnot, but also presidents. You know, we did a mm -hmm. DISC radio show recently, uh, and the expert we had on, you know, if you look at the personality profiles of the presidents, they're almost always split, you know, as far as, like, introverts versus extroverts. Like, right now, our current president is an introvert. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's fascinating that you can be an introvert, and you could be really literally rise to the top of our society as president. Now, the same goes true, obviously, with being an extrovert. Ronald Reagan was an extrovert. Bill Clinton was an extrovert. Um, so, you know, just... Please open your mind to the fact that there's no right or wrong personality to be successful. But introverts, interestingly enough, get it faster when it comes to coaching than most extroverts do because most extroverts will find themselves, being that they're naturally people, you know, types, success, initial success comes easier to them, okay, because they can talk, because they can present, because they're more extroverted, whereas introverts sometimes struggle initially. But... Over the race, what you see is you'll see the introvert actually will win because the introvert will uh, have a schedule. They'll stick to the schedule, right? They'll mm -hmm. have a specific daily minimum standard of three to five things they're going to do every single day. They'll follow scripts. They'll follow objection handlers. They actually will act more, dare I say, business-like quicker than your typical extrovert. Your extrovert's always going to rely too heavily on their personality, and they're not going to embrace the idea that they need to systematize and professionalize their approach. Julie, I mean, I'm sure you'll concur with oh, that. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. You know, I think you're right that the natural extrovert will hit it out of the park early on, but then they tend to run out of steam because they haven't taken the same time that somebody that's a little bit more calculated and studying-oriented 
will take to, for example, learn their scripts, etc. And that's a huge advantage to introverts because extroverts will write you off and they won't see you coming. And my very extroverted clients that, and the coaches tell us this as well, you know, when we have somebody that's got a lot of confidence because they've done pretty well and they start to develop an ego and they think they've got everything in the bag and then some, you know, not as well-known usually introvert comes and just totally smokes them on a listing appointment, they're blindsided by that. They're like, how did that happen? Well, it's because they were more careful. And that brings me to point number five. In new situations, have a plan. If it's a tough competitive listing appointment and you haven't been on many of those, make sure you use your pre-qualification script, your pre-listing package. You arrive early. You know what you're doing on your presentation. A couple of secrets here. Number one, the naturally extroverted types tend to be less careful. You can launch your sneak attack by being better, faster, smarter, more polished, and more poised. It actually becomes kind of a fun game if you look at it that way. Second secret, some of my favorite coaching clients ever over the years have had the nickname of, quote, the velvet hammer, meaning they can use their scripts, be very direct, but in such a nice calculated way that they get great results. So it, it actually is more studied, might take a little bit more time, but they do get fantastic results. So keep that in mind, especially the extroverts who are listening to this call. So point number six, I think, do we have time for another point, Tim? We absolutely do. Okay, perfect. So number six, give yourself mini breaks in social situations to recharge. Take a break, walk around outside, restroom break if you're at a restaurant, for example. Avoid too much alcohol and too much caffeine because it can cause you to get off of your well-planned game. So know what you're going into and maybe plan some little breaks there and, and you know, recalibrate and get yourself back together. So I'll do one quick more point, number seven, and that is to be in the habit of good listening. Lots of introverts, this is a big point, lots of introverts are too focused on what they're going to say next and they miss the details of what the other person's saying. There's a cure for that that's simple. You just repeat what you heard from them with scripts like, what I hear you saying is, or I understand you're saying that, that reinforces what you're hearing and it forces you to listen more closely, shows them that you're paying attention. So that's a lot of points, and we'll continue this on another radio show, I think, Tim, right? Well, so I'm thinking about all of our friends that, we're going, that are going to the Inman Connect event on August 4th mm-hmm. through the 7th. And you know, let's be honest, most of the people that are going are introverts. Yeah, true. <laughs> so you guys, you guys are going to the Inman event. You definitely in San Fran. You definitely want to re-listen to today's show and listen to the show uh, that we're going to do, I believe, tomorrow. So here's a thought for all of you. Uh, you can be, as we've said throughout this show, incredibly successful no matter what your personality style is. I honestly beg you not to allow anybody to pigeonhole you just because you're naturally introverted. That's the tendency of introverts. They just basically write themselves mm-hmm. off because they never were the Gregorius demonstrative, you know, cheerleader type. Okay? So don't allow your – and I get it. Julie said it. Societally, people that are more extroverted tend to basically – Get more attention. They, are ten- they have a tendency to be promoted faster. They have a tendency, you know, to basically have a little bit of an easier path through life. But that doesn't mean that you can't <laughs> compete with them and, frankly, beat them and eclipse them. You just have to take your attributes, your natural tendency to be more organized and more precise, not allow that to become a, uh, an excuse for you to procrastinate, and then move forward with your business. And so I want to thank our title sponsors today, Z Buyer. Uh, dot com and mojocells.com. 
absolutely positively check out both of those services. They really – and Julie, weren't you just telling me this morning that you had somebody that was giving you great feedback on Z Buyer, for example? I was eavesdropping on one of your coaching calls, somebody <laughs> that basically was giving like – they couldn't believe the leads they got, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, it's kind of a misnomer because she was telling me about uh, listing leads, right, and how much she liked being able to cherry-pick those. And, you know, you, the thing is, you don't have to list every single lead you see. The cool thing about ZBuyer is that you can choose maybe – like I always tell clients, if there's a lead that's in a neighborhood you've already got a listing in or you have in the recent past, well, it just makes sense because they've already seen your sign. You know, so you can be more selective. And, you know, for that reason, I think it's a really great system. Yeah, I do too. And, and it's one of those things you add to your lead generation wheel after you've learned how to do the most important stuff, which is learning how to uh, lead generate on your own. And there's no better tool for doing that again than mojocells.com. Definitely check those out, uh, those two companies, great companies. Guys, so if there's anything we can ever do for you, what do you do? You request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And we will pick up the introvert's guide to being a real estate rock star on tomorrow's radio show. Have a fantastic Fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.